salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and I'm giving you the final part of my mock draft for the 2021 NFL draft that will take place in less than two weeks on the 29th of April. It is a Thursday night which is probably the bad news about the draft. The good news is that we get to see our team select some of the most talented players coming out of football for this year. I will start my third part of the draft by going with number 22 in the Tennessee Titans. Uh, For those that have been following football for the last, who knows, few months, due to... uh, the salary cap, a lot of these players had to be uh, released from the teams, including two, they're not wideouts, two um, secondary players, two corners that played for Tennessee last year in Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson. Two key assets that helped neutralize the passing game for the last few years in Tennessee. They start fresh, they have to replace those bodies, and I believe With that pick at 22, they'll go after Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback out of Florida State. He fits that mold perfectly. There's there's a lot that I could say about Samuel Jr. Reminds me a little bit about his dad, uh, but he he still plays with that tenacity and with that um, hard-nosed style of football in your face, not going to beat him. You know, he's he's blanketing you. He there's very little you can do as a receiver to try to shake him. I think he'll disrupt the pass the way that most corners will, of course. And he will do a, a great job of, of getting in your face to make sure that you don't get past him and that he could perhaps get that interception. He he's one of those shutdown corners that you wanna see play hard every play on defense. And I think he will do just that for Tennessee, where they are at number 22. Number 23 goes to the New York Jets. The New York Jets had two picks in the first round of the draft. They picked Zach Wilson uh, out of BYU, so they already went with offense. So I got to believe with the Jets, they're going to go defense, and they're going to go with somebody they can put at linebacker or perhaps put on the edge, somebody that is fast, hard nose, knock you down, give you a bloody lip, whatever the case may be. This guy is 6'3", 241 pounds, muscle, fast, quick. I'm looking at Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. He's available at 23. Some think that he could be the one of the best off outside linebackers in the draft. Very talented. Um, played, I mean, obviously played well, but he had a great, a great pro day. Uh, for what I saw on pro day with him, this is where you give it your all. This is how you pretty much make, as they say, the big bucks by showcasing your talents. And I believe Zayvon Collins does just that for the Jets. They're going to need bodies on defense to be able to blanket the opposition, especially on third downs, which is where that's one of the weak spots on defense. Like Zaven Collins with the Jets at that pick at number 23. Number 24 belongs to the 
Pittsburgh Steelers, of which they will also go after a linebacker from Georgia, Aziz Ajuleri from Georgia, 6'3", 240 pounds. I like him. I, I, I like that the Jets probably could have selected him, but I think with Zayvon Collins being there, he's a freak. Dude, the 6'3", and fast, not to say that Aziz is not going to be fast, but if you're Pittsburgh, after losing Bud Dupree, you got to make up that talent on defense first. And, and this is what Pittsburgh is all about. It's always about defense first. I don't care what they need at running back. I don't even care what they need at quarterback. It's still the fact that we have to do a better job on defense to make sure that the games that should be won are won. And they struggled a lot when these guys got hurt. They weren't anybody to replace that talent. So they're going to replace old talent with new talent. And they will go after Mr. Ajulari from Georgia at number 24. This is where things become very interesting because it's a crapshoot as to what these guys are going to do from 25 to 32. So I did my best to make the best assessment based off needs and availability. So for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they get a second pick in the draft. They will go after Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins. He is the tackle out of Oklahoma State. Big dude, 6'6", 320. You can't overlook meat what you need on the offensive line. You need that guy. You need that big size to help block for Trevor Lawrence. It makes all the sense in the world if you're trying to improve that offense. Uh, you can't say much about the running game because it looked pretty good last year. You can't say much about the passing game as far as their wideouts go. Uh, they could probably use a tight end, but that's why you have seven rounds, correct? So they're going to use that second pick in the first round and go after the next best offensive lineman with Tevin Jenkins there at number 25. Number 26, that's another one. It's it, it's hard to say. It, it's, it's hard to say. It's difficult to say what Cleveland's going to do. However, we know what they've done over the week and selecting Jadavian Clowney for free agency for one year, $10 million. Some think it wasn't a good idea. Some believe that they probably could have done without him and relied on the draft. All I can tell you is when you have Jadavian Clowney alongside of Miles Garrett, you have to pick your poison. And I got to believe for Jadavian Clowney, he's going to be just a little bit healthier than what he was last year. I think he realizes he's probably near the end of his career. Can we say that? After being in the league for seven years, this guy is pretty much on the down slope, as some people may say. He's he's already gotten to the point where he, he's climaxed as a player. But injuries have really taken over this talent in Clowney. So they give him one year, $10 million, so they don't have to worry so much about defense first round. That's not to say they want to improve it throughout the other rounds. But if I'm Cleveland, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my line and I'm looking at what I can do to improve the offense. I'm going to plug I'm going to plug that offensive line with probably the best guard that's on the list right now with Wyatt Davis out of Oak. I'm sorry, out of Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, 6'3", 315 pounds. 
makes a great deal of sense to me if you're trying to make sure that Baker Mayfield has as much protection as possible. And he's coming from Ohio. He goes from Ohio State to Cleveland. So it makes all the difference in the world if you're trying to make sure that that offense is is well put together for what is the postseason. That's what you're really playing for now, the postseason. You feel comfortable about where Cleveland is as a team, as a unit. This just gives them a better chance at moving forward in the season to come. And they sit at 26. 27 goes to Baltimore. Now, Baltimore is nervous. Cleveland's made their pick. They probably feel comfortable with the pick they have in front of them. I know they're probably looking at somebody to help put some pressure on defense. They just got rid of Matthew Judon. They got to replace him. And I got to believe, in my heart, they go after Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami. This guy, Jalen Phillips, when you talk about his uh, his running mate, I believe his name was, uh, forgive me, his name was Gregory Rousseau. Yes, I didn't forget the brother's name. I just want to make sure I said it right. Gregory Rousseau and Jalen Phillips helped make up that defense, and they did an extraordinary job with shutting down the rush in the past. Had a great year last year and the year before that prior to COVID. So I got to believe Baltimore has to find somebody to replace that speed in the middle. And I think they'll do just that by placing this guy on the edge. Because that's what it's all about now. They need those edge rushers to put pressure on that running game and on the quarterback. And they'll do so with Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Number 28 goes to the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is where things get a little tricky. Because we see Drew Brees leave. He retires. In comes Jameis Winston. We see how they got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. And now they're going to probably need another target on offense. The question is, will New Orleans decide to pull the trigger and grab somebody on offense or do more to solidify that defense, knowing that they got to look at Tampa Bay and Tom Brady twice a year? They'll need somebody to put pressure on Tom Brady. I have to believe that. They're going to have to try to find somebody that can... Uh, rush up the middle as I usually say rush up the middle but just rush the quarterback from any angle left side right side in the middle whatever it is they need to do to shut down Tom Brady in that offense I believe they'll find that pass rusher with Jason Oway from Penn State defensive end out of Penn State had a great pro day uh I, I think that pro day is probably what saved them from being in the second round by going late first round to New Orleans. What can you say about him? He's 6'5", 252, big, strong, fast. I, you know, this this is what you want if you're trying to do your best to shut down Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay has the biggest targets on their back right now. You know what you could have done with that team the third time around in the playoffs and you you weren't successful. So this time around, they're going to be better prepared for Tom Brady with Jason away out of Penn State. Number 27, I'm sorry, excuse me, number 29 goes to Green Bay. Now, 
<laughs> everybody knows the situation in Green Bay. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and give you a long, drawn-out story with Aaron Rodgers and, and that organization. But regardless of who's that quarterback, and assuming that Aaron Rodgers will start week one, and that's a very safe assumption, they still have to find a way to tighten up that offensive line. They bring back Aaron Jones, which I think was great. I think they did a great job of making sure that he is still a part of that team. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers loves him to death. And what can we say about the receivers that we don't know already? They can probably use a premier receiver of which they can probably plug in week one when the time comes. But apparently they cannot. I don't know if it's so much that they can't or they won't. That's what's so discouraging about the Green Bay Packers. These are things that they could do, but they choose not to do it. I guess they feel comfortable with the receivers that they have for the price and the premium that they're getting them at. So what's the point of investing in a playmaker? They have one in Devontae Adams. The question really becomes, what more can Green Bay do? And I think what they can do is draft Landon Dickerson, center from Alabama. He plugs in with the center they just lost. And this, let me tell you something. This Landon Dickerson dude, I saw him in pro day. This guy is mobile, agile. It's called whatever it is you want. This guy's going to be ready to play. I believe he won the Remington, if I'm right, the Remington Award for best center best offensive lineman, whatever you want to label it as, but that's what you need for Green Bay to make sure that they plug up that middle there for Aaron Rodgers. Perhaps he'll have another MVP season, who knows, but they still have to do what they can to better that offensive line. And with 6'5", 325, you can't overlook that. Put Landon Dickerson in there and see how things work out for the season. Number 30 goes to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. We saw what they did in the AFC Championship. We saw what they probably could have done on defense but didn't. And I'm not going to blame the defense completely for what happened against Kansas City because Kansas City is a hard team to beat. Anyone that played them outside of Tampa Bay knows just how tough Kansas City can be. And considering that Kansas City is in the AFC, we all know that at some point in the playoffs, you're going to have to play Kansas City. Buffalo will have to do what they can to improve that defense. They realize that it's the defense that's going to have to shut down Patrick Mahomes. So I like that safety coming out of Oregon. Javon Holland. I think he's going to be that, that, that cog on defense that's going to help that secondary in a lot of ways. 6'1", 200 pounds, fast, great pro day. I, I, I just like his enthusiasm. I, I know they had an interview that they did with him. I think it was on the NFL Network. He carried himself a class, classy young man. I think he really is going to do a great job in that Buffalo defense. I'm hoping and praying that's who they go with, with Javon Holland out of Oregon. Just makes sense. I mean, with, with everything else you have in that defense, you need a key guy like him to make sure that he, he solidifies that uh, passing route there, maybe 15, 20 yards off from the line of scrimmage. And he'll do just that against some of the best receivers in the AFC. Give me Javon Holland, number 30th pick with the Buffalo Bills. 31 goes to Kansas City. Kansas City, the runner-up 
in the Super Bowl lost a slew of tackles. They, they, they probably lost those tackles much earlier than the Super Bowl due to injury or COVID. So they have to try to find a way to replace these, these players. And rightfully so, respectfully so, whether they decide to sit out because of COVID or because they're just not up to par long in the tooth due to injury, I believe Kansas City is going to look at that chart. And they're going to look at all these tackles and say, you know what? That kid out of Notre Dame is still there. Let's jump on him now. This is probably the best way to get Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. Forgive me if I said your name wrong, but I like you at number 31. It's the best fit for Kansas City and what they have to do to beef up that offensive line as well. I mean, a lot of these teams have to work on that offensive line. Don't get me wrong. But when you give up your tackles and you have tackles that lead due to COVID, you got to have the next best thing right there for you to fill in the the fill in the spaces or to fill in the positions. So you got to put Liam Eichenberg there. Had a great pro day. I saw him on pro day. Strong, athletic. Makes all the sense in the world. Anybody that picks up a Notre Dame lineman. I got to believe your offense increases exponentially. There's a lot that you can do if you give Patch Mahomes a little bit more time where he's not scrambling for his life like he did in the Super Bowl. I like Eichenberg at number 31 with Kansas City at number 32. We'll go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions. Now, here's the interesting thing about Tampa Bay. They really don't need anybody. They bring everybody back from last year outside of Antonio Brown. But if you're looking for somebody with that type of speed, agility, off the line, somebody that can cut on a dime, why not go after somebody like another receiver similar to Antonio Brown? Not exactly Antonio Brown, but similar to that. They, 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 they resigned their running backs. They don't necessarily have to go out after an offensive lineman, even though it wouldn't be a bad idea, but they probably wouldn't plug them in this season. So what would be the point of picking up somebody like that when you don't need him? They can use another weapon on offense. Tom Brady knows he could use another weapon on offense. So it makes all the sense in the world if you're Tampa Bay to go after Kadarius Tony, receiver out of Florida. He's sitting there waiting to go to Tampa Bay. Doesn't have to travel far. Maybe has to go maybe an hour or so from where he is to Tampa to play with Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion, Buccaneers. I like him. The last pick in the draft at number 32. That is my rundown. That is my mock draft for the 2021 NFL draft that comes up in a few weeks. Um, If anybody's been following my draft order, two things probably come to mind. One, no running backs in the first round. There's just no need for running backs in the first round. It's not to take away from how talented they are how superior or how extraordinary they are. People will need running backs at some point. But when you have a cap space that has been dropped by nearly $15 million, you really can't afford a premier running back fresh out the gate, fresh out of um, fresh out of college, excuse me. You can't go after somebody like this right away. You have to take your time and hope these guys are available in the later rounds, which is the reason why I think the first round is going to be so significant, because this is going to be based off need first. 
this is going to be a lot different from all the other drafts because of the fact that there was uh, limited cap space this uh, this coming year. So what are you what are you to do? As much as you may need certain players, we understand what it is we need right now, just short term to make sure that we are in a position to win. And we need that young talent to do just that. So if you didn't do anything during the free agency market or during the free agency, then this is the next best thing. And I believe, my heart of hearts, the 32 guys that I picked, if these teams don't pick them, shame on you. Because I believe this is where we are now in 2021. We want the next best quarterback and we want to do the best we can to solidify that, that, um, that pass rush. And we got to do the best that we can to make sure that um, we somehow improve on offense to score, especially if you're the Jets that have the hardest time scoring in the red zone. It's, it's just it's where we are. And I think this draft is going to prove just that. Maybe I'm close. Maybe I'm spot on. Maybe I'm nowhere close. But it's going to be interesting to see how many guys are picked up based on the guys I've selected on my draft. So says the commission. It's going to be fun to watch. If you're not a person that's into the NFL draft, I would suggest that if you want to take the time out to watch the first round, it may be the best thing to do. It's exciting. It's become more of a extravagance. Um, They're going to be in Cleveland, coincidentally, this year. So you're going to see a lot of activities going on. It's, it's going to be like, uh, it's going to, it's almost going to be like a Super Bowl party. I mean, it's probably about as close to a Super Bowl party as you're going to get. But this is going to be so extraordinary because it's not going to just be Goodell going up there selecting a bunch of people. There's going to be festivities. There's going to be places for you to go and eat and, and take it easy, put your feet up. <laughs> This is going to be amazing. I, I, I am so surprised on how much this has become a phenomenon with the NFL. I attended the NFL draft in 2014 when it was in New York City. It was the last time it was in New York City. And I, I'm so grateful that I was able to go because it was such a thrill just to see so many people rooting for people, other people that you probably wouldn't see. And this, of course, was before, way before COVID. But those players weren't going to be there to shake hands. They're not there to sign autographs. You're just sitting there waiting to see who they're going to select for that particular team on the clock. And you'll be doing the same thing in Cleveland in a few weeks. But I think it's just the fact that we love the NFL so much. This is probably the next best thing to week one. Because we just can't wait to see our guys, our boys, go back on the field and play. So with that being said, I hope everybody enjoys the draft. I hope you enjoyed my mock draft for what it was worth, of course. And for those that want to know more about the mock draft, just listen to my podcast. Again, the Kneel Down podcast. Um, I gave you all three parts from 1 to 32. Enjoy what it is that you listen to. Thanks again for all those that have been listening and, and, and just following my podcast means a lot to me. This is the Kneel Down Podcast. I wish everybody the best this weekend. Be safe, vaccinate. Peace and love to all those out there. I am out.